Hey guys, Coach Jarrell here. Welcome to week three of the Diabetes Prevention Program. You know, this week we're going to take a deeper dive into, you know, ways to eat less, less fat, okay? So I want you to, you know, when we get together this week, really think about how you're doing. Think about your successes of this last week. Um, just keep in mind, whenever we put, start working on putting together plans and setting goals each and every week, Usually the first plan isn't going to be the last plan, okay? We are going to rework and experiment as many times as we need to until we get it right. So think about the successes you had. Think about what was working for you. Think about the barriers. Think about what was tough. Think about what's always gotten in the way for you. And let's talk about it this week when we get together. Look, we know that weighing or measuring our food is important. Okay, especially when we're trying to figure out what we're doing now and we're looking for the hidden fat in our food that maybe sometimes isn't going to be so obvious. But we also want to make it as simple as possible. So just know we're doing this hard work now and as we move through this process, it won't be as hard as it is now. Okay, there's always going to be a little bit of a learning curve at the beginning. All right. So we're not, you know, if we start measuring things and figuring out, we may not always have to measure. There's lots of strategies that we can talk about in group for how to check in with ourselves. And for some people, it's just maybe a matter of managing our portions with the different size plates that we serve ourselves with on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, maybe it's recognizing that, oh, okay, maybe traditionally I've always gone to Subway and gotten a foot long, but maybe I don't really need a foot long. Maybe a six inch sandwich is enough for me if I'm you know, paying attention, slowing down the process, chewing properly, and really paying attention to how I feel, and I'm loading it up with extra fiber you know, from vegetables. So it's different for everybody, okay? But just keep in mind, we're dealing with solid foods. We can use metal or plastic measuring cups and spoons. You know, we're just getting started out. Um, you know, or maybe we just have some things around the house that we can use to kind of measure out what does a snack size portion look like? What, what does a meal size portion look for, like for me? Maybe I'm not gonna serve myself in this bigger bowl. Maybe I'm gonna use a smaller bowl. Maybe I'm not gonna serve myself on a 10 inch plate. Maybe I'm gonna use a nine inch plate. You know, for liquids, if you're measuring, you gotta, you know, use a measuring cup, right? And you can read the line at eye level. Um, for meats and cheeses, if you're measuring those, you know, not tracking them in an app or looking it up on Google, you might consider using a scale. Some of you may like doing that. Some of you may not, you know. Some of you may just try to use a visual method, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, three to four ounces is usually an appropriate serving size, um, you know, for meats and or cheeses, etc. So think about the size of a deck of cards or think about the size of your palm of your hand. You know, we've talked about that before. Um, you know, a lot of people are really surprised when they start weighing things and measuring things or tracking them. You know, how much our eyes can really play tricks on us. Um, so, you know, the, you know, just keep in mind, you know, sometimes, you know, serving ourselves you know taking the same amount of food and serving it on a nine inch plate versus a ten inch plate kind of gives you that visual of a full plate and so sometimes just making that simple change 
can make you feel like, oh, I ate a full plate because I served myself, I filled up my plate, it looks like a full plate, as opposed to putting less food on a bigger plate. So this is what the, the content is going to talk, talk about today. I'm kind of leaving an audio message because maybe it will make it a little bit easier for you guys to listen to rather than read. I want to make sure I'm giving you guys lots of options to experience the content, but I think it'd be important to kind of look at the, the document for this week, week three, as it's, you know, a good visual and it can help you, um, you know, there's a good graph on there for, you know, tracking food and, you know, maybe we'll do a little activity together, you know, where we can, you know, think of a food item you know, write down each food item, you know, guess the amount of fat that we think is actually in there, and then we can look it up (laughs) and write down what the actual amount of fat is. You know, sometimes playing that game can be very eye-opening when we actually look up some of the foods that we eat on on a regular basis and recognize that even cutting that back in half or, um, you know, depending on how often we eat them, you know, can result in a significant savings of fat grams over the course of a week, a month, a year, all right? Um, So here's some strategies that we'll talk about, three different ways to eat less fat. Um, We can just simply take the high fat foods that we eat and eat them less often. So we're not taking them completely out of our diet. We're not saying that they're completely off limits. We're not saying that we have to give them up forever. We're just saying, hey, If I'm used to eating french fries every day, then maybe I can switch to having them, you know, one day a week, okay? Or, you know, hey, that's a big change all at once. You know, maybe it's like, hey, I'm gonna have them every other day, right, at first, and then maybe I'm gonna cut that back to three days a week, and then maybe two days a week. But if you go from eating french fries every day to one day a week, that's 132 grams of fat saved for a week. That's a huge difference. Number two, in terms of strategies for eating less fat, we can eat smaller amounts of the high fat foods, okay? So not only is eating high fat foods less often, we could just go from eating smaller amounts of the high fat foods. So if we like to cook with butter, you know, can we use less? Can we use less butter every time we go to use butter? Another example is at a salad bar. Don't use the label to pour your salad dressing. Most of those ladles have as much as four tablespoons of dressing, which is 32 grams of fat for regular dressing. So. You know, instead, think about using just a regular spoon from your place setting, which is about a tablespoon or less. Okay, that's right there. You've saved 24 grams of fat. Okay, third strategy. Maybe for you, you could switch from whole fat versions of food to lower fat. And maybe that that there alone, okay? You know, maybe for you, you're gonna eat the same amount that you normally do. You're just gonna switch from whole food to low fat. Okay, or maybe, you know, we, this comes up, you know, some people are like, look, I just don't like the low fat version. I just want the whole fat. So 
I'm gonna buy the regular cheese and when I make my tacos, I'm just gonna use less. I'm just gonna sprinkle on just enough cheese so I get the taste and the texture and the satisfaction of having the cheese. I don't feel deprived, but I'm eating a lot less, okay? So in the coming months, we're gonna to work together to discover a lot of ways that we can lower the fat in our diets, which essentially by doing that is gonna lower the calories, okay? So we don't have to figure that out twice. I mean, if we can cut back on the fat, we will, that is the most calorically dense of all the nutrients. So by cutting back on the fat, you've already cut back on the calories, okay? So just keep that in mind, all right? Please look at the examples in the, doc, in the, in the PDF for this week. Um, it gives you some great examples of ways to eat lower fat foods. Um, you know, in, instead of lists, instead of high fat foods, we can pick lower fat foods. You know, instead of potato chips, we could have pretzels. Um, <clears throat> instead of high fat foods, we can use low fat substitutes. So instead of regular margarine, we could do low fat margarine. Um, you know, instead of meats that are fatty, instead of roast beef chuck, you know, instead of three ounces of that is 22 grams, we could do roast beef instead, which three ounces of roast beef is only four grams of fat. Um, so it's kind of giving you some instead of examples. Now, here's a little warning that I want to give you guys. Keep in mind that when you see low fat or fat free, a lot of times it's, it may have just as many calories, okay, as the regular versions. So you want to be very careful about these products because a lot of times when you see some low fat foods or some fat free products, they still may be very high in calories because when they take the fat out, they often have to load them up with extra sugar and extra junk that you don't want to make them taste good. All right, so really refer back to our label lesson. Really check the labels. You really wanna look at the labels, check, you know, we're zeroing in on fat right now. So pay attention to the fat grams per serving. Pay attention to um, the calories per serving. Pay attention to if they've had a added sugar. Read that ingredients list. I mean, remember, nothing on the front ma matters, okay? That's just marketing, okay? Everything on the back, the ingredients tells you what is in that box, okay? Next, we have a little menu makeover um, example for you guys. Um, so we've got some menus that are kind of give you some examples of some small changes that are gonna make a big difference in fat grams saved. All right, so I want you guys to look at that list and tell me if any of those things stood out to you as being kind of a big aha moment or eye-opening. Um, if any of those things on that list were things that you eat on a regular basis, that you felt like, hey, if I made a change in this area, you know, think in terms of how much fat would that save each week each month, each year. 
So here's the thing I want to remind everybody. Diabetes is not inevitable, okay? So once again, I just keep driving this, this home, okay? Because I need everybody in the group to feel, you know, everybody came here because lowering your risk for type two, losing weight, getting active, um, these are all things that are really important to you guys. And you need to feel like, hey, just because I have tried and tried and tried to do this on my own, many, many times, some of you have, not everybody, I want you to really feel like this time's gonna be different. Okay, so I really am hoping that through this process, by making these small changes one step at a time, you'll begin to see, hey, if I can just zero in on my health and focus on the changes that I'm making each and every week and not really think so much about the results, that's gonna help me stay motivated. And I want you guys to know, we know, okay, the results from the original diabetes prevention program show that if we can be physically active 30 minutes a day and just make some modest dietary changes with an average loss of about you know 15 pounds or so or five to seven percent of your total body weight, some people lose more, but five percent is enough. We absolutely know that we can reduce your risk of developing type 2 diabetes by as much as 60 to 71%, okay? And we also know that by doing this year-long program in a sustainable manner, that the folks that actually stay engaged, okay, when it gets difficult, when it gets tough, stay engaged, stay involved with the program, it takes a year to make a lifestyle change. It takes a year, it takes a half a year to make these changes and it takes another half a year to really practice it over and over and over again until it becomes part of your new lifestyle, okay? We absolutely know that the results are consistent across a wide range of population groups. It doesn't matter if it was Native Americans, Latinos, Caucasians, African Americans, Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, older Americans, it doesn't matter, okay? We're asking you right now to focus on lowering your fat intake to less than about 25% of our total caloric intake, and we'll talk about that um, in group, because this doesn't have to be so complicated. You guys don't have to get out, you know, we don't have to measure it to the, like, to the T. It doesn't have to be perfect. The point is, is that we're cutting back on what we're doing now, okay? All kinds of physical activity was used by all the participants. It doesn't matter what it was, okay? It doesn't matter if it was walking or biking or some other moderate intensity exercise because everybody's mobility is different. It's about finding, taking the time to experiment and find things that you like and that you enjoy. So joyful movement. That is how we're gonna make it stick, okay? And we'll talk about that in group and we'll definitely take a deeper dive into exercise. So just stay with me, okay? This program is, you know, it really was a landmark five-year trial initially in the beginning. And it really gave us proof that type two diabetes is not inevitable. Okay, even for people who are at high risk. And we have some new emerging technology um, that really shows some, even some great success with people who have already developed diabetes. So if we can move away from 
you know, over time, you know, we're not going to do it overnight, but if we can move away from eating processed foods and eating more whole foods than we do processed foods, more fruits and vegetables than we do processed foods, if we can start eating more greens in our diet, more whole grains, more lean, a wide variety of lean meats and proteins, and a wide variety of colors and our wide variety of diversity, different colors in all the fruits and vegetables that we're eating. This is how we're gonna achieve a healthier pattern of eating, okay? So cutting out the additional saturated fat, moving to healthier fats, cutting out the excess sugar and salt, and eating more whole foods and moving away from processed foods. But we're gonna do that over time, a little bit at a time, and for right now, we're starting with the fat, okay? So we're gonna keep tracking our weight, we're gonna keep tracking what we're eating, we're gonna keep tracking our physical activity, and we're gonna keep a running total of our fat grams, all right? And we're gonna stay, try to stay within the fat gram total budget that we created for ourselves. And you guys are gonna continue to refine your plan on how you are choosing to eat less fat. Which one of these strategies is gonna work for you and how are you gonna follow it, okay? So think about five foods that you eat that are high in fat, all right? And I want you to pick one of the three ways that you're gonna eat less fat from that particular food. It needs to be something that you have identified that you eat pretty regularly. So think about what you're gonna do next week and make sure that it's something that you can do, okay? When we think about ways that we're gonna cut back on fat, what is it that I'm going to do? What is the action that I'm gonna do? So start thinking about what you have identified through what you've been tracking, your top five high fat foods, okay? And think about, is it that you're gonna eat it less often? Or are you gonna to choose to just eat smaller amounts of it? Or are you gonna to choose to find some sort of a swap? or eat a lower, a lower fat version of it. And think about, well, what do I need to actually do to make this goal, to reach this goal? I mean, what am I gonna have to do? What am I gonna have to prep? What am I gonna have to plan? What am I gonna have to move around in my home environment to make things easier for me? And think about, you know, what are the, what are the challenges that you might have? to be able to achieve this goal. Does it mean that you need to go shopping? Does it mean that you need to find some new items, prep and plan some new items in the house to help you get this done? So before the next session, you're gonna think about, okay, did I follow my plan? What problems did I have with my plan? And what could I do differently the next week that's gonna help me be successful? Um, we've got another activity, a little worksheet. It's a, a menu makeover. Um, it's kind of some practice and some suggestions for you guys. We'll talk about that in group. Um, that's it for me today. I hope you guys found the audio useful. It's optional. Um, and then, of course, you have your um, worksheets to look over before we get together next. And I will be looking forward to hearing from each and every one of you and and hearing about your progress and, and how your week was, all right? Um, this is Jarell Krillich, the YMCA Diabetes Prevention Coach, signing off for week three. <laughs>